Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to 80, 85. Welcome to episode. There's a bad start. Welcome to episode 85 of the Courts at Indiana podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined as always by Zach Tyler. Zach, how are you doing, man? How's your week? Doing well. The hot weather again. Let's go. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, soccer's in full swing. We we skipped the moderate weather, and you're still in soccer. So, yep. We could probably just record this part and just yeah. use it every week, right? Yep, yep. Until it gets really cold. This week we got another special guest, or a, yeah, he's not special anymore. Nick, are you special anymore? Because you, you've been you've been so. here many times. No, I mean I don't I don't feel I feel pretty comfortable. The grizzled. The grizzled veteran or grizzled yeah, chin, Nick Baumgart, is joining us. Today we're going to break down or break down. We're going to talk about um, some of the better point guards in the 2022 class that don't have either don't have division one offers or maybe don't have recruiting that go in the way we think they could or should. Um, and, and maybe – throw around an idea or or committable offer. (laughs) Um, Well, that's always, it's always dicey. Yeah, we could. You don't know. You never know. The hardest thing about that job. Um, But first we're going to have Zach get us caught up on recruiting. And we got a couple weeks worth, not, not a whole lot going on. I think the big news is that Wednesday, what is this Wednesday? um, Connor Seijan is going to make up his mind. We can we can chat about that after Zach gets us updated on the uh, the offers that we've missed. Go for it, Zach. Yeah, Tuesday is Jalen Jackson's day, so it's oh, is a it really week. Yeah. He just right, so, yeah. Oh, so they announced to- that tonight. Uh, well, that's what happens when you travel a lot on the weekends, like I have been. This is what I do when there's no basketball. I just kind of drive around. All right, so we got some uh, 2023 action over the last couple of weeks as well. Um, we'll start with. Landon Beagle from Oak Hill. He got a grace offer. He's a 2023 kid. Jim knows him. Yep. Uh, Xavier Booker, also 2023 from Cathedral, got the Michigan State offer. Uh, Jaden Brewer, he's prep school this year. Uh, South Carolina Upstate offered him. Does that surprise you, Zach? Jaden Brewer's offer. Yeah, that he reclassified and he's basically got. same i mean well, yeah, I think, he well let's get, a, let's do that at, let's do that at the yeah, end we'll do that's, that at the end okay. that's a good a good place to start nick because that's that's not a bad that's not a bad uh well, it surprised me so i just wanted to ask you go ahead sorry i apologize but no it didn't surprise me and that's why we can talk about it. go for it so get so Jaden brewer south carolina upstate go go zach yep. jermaine coleman a 2023 also from park tutor got a miami ohio offer um jake davis another 2023 cathedral Indiana Wesleyan offer Hunter Johnson from South Decatur 
got a Franklin offer. Joe Kelly got a couple D3 offers. He's from Bishop Dwanger up in Fort Wayne. He got a Manchester and an Adrian offer. Uh, Jonah Lucas, 2022 from Lafayette Harrison, got a Wabash offer. That's his first. Clay Richards, a 2023 from Carmel, got an offer from Hope. Uh, JQ Roberts from Bloomington North got a Bradley offer. He's a 2023 also. And then Gage Sefton, who is a 2023 as well from Fort Wayne Blackhawk, got a Grace offer. You skipped over Grant Brown's two offers. Uh, those were, yeah, those were older. But Grant oh, those Brown were from, older? Okay. Yeah. Grant okay. Brown from Fort Wayne Snyder got a couple of offers off also. Manchester and Adrian. Yeah, anytime we, anytime we screw those up or we miss them, we still should name them and then yeah, I'll go. I'll go through and change the dates if we if we have more accurate dates in the database. So, um, so Jaden Brewer. So Nick, you you're surprised that he reclassed. I'm not because two reasons. One, COVID completely wiped away his 17 and under summer, just as it did a lot of people. And I mean, he basically played six varsity games, seven varsity games. This past year, thanks to his locking horns with the IHSA and due, due to his transfer, I, I and I, I think a lot of his early offers sort of went away. Um, not sure, you know, what, you know, sometimes that's an implication academically. I don't, he I had, certainly don't. He had three that he would list, uh, Evansville, Miami of Ohio, and right. – can't remember the third. Um, well, I think we still have them, don't we? Hold on a second. You keep keep talking. Now, um, now Jaden. Now the Evansville was uh, the Walter was Walter McCarty era. So right. But everybody else is still. But how? So I mean, he he previously had Cleveland. Well, he previously had Evansville, um, IUPUI, Miami of Ohio, maybe Cleveland, and then think Cleveland State was part of that mix. Since his reclass. He's got Radford and South Carolina upstate. And, you know, that's, that's, I don't know. The Evansville thing makes sense in that it, you know, it was the Walter McCarty area or era, era, if that, if a year and two months is considered an era. Um, oh, it was not measured in days, Jim. But the yeah, eras, eras are not measures in days or hours. Um, they, uh, something's going on there. Like, cause you know, like he's six, five athletic, like some, there's too many other people that they take chances on. Like to me, Jaden Brewer, if you, if you hit it off, right. And you, and you, you're like, man, like he trusts you. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> got like a he's... ton of, of skills to work with. Like nobody, like, come on, I'm looking at records around you. Like these guys aren't that good. Well, situations like that tend to be academic related whether or not they think they can get a kid in or get a kid eligible right away um but you know with the transfer poor and we are we are openly at this point out completely speculating um but he's too good of a talent that's my point i'm not trying to that like yeah right no you make a good point i mean but look at look at what a little bit more tangible look at what leland walker's going through went through with his recruiting he has one two well, no, no, two legitimate high major, three legitimate high major offers or three offers from three teams that are in high major conferences, Xavier, Providence and DePaul. And 
you know, VCU's in a good conference is, is one of those mixed, you know, one of those upper mid-major conferences. Um, but unless I'm missing in my head where Florida International is, you're, you're looking at the rest of those guys are solid mids and good mids, but he's above that. I mean, in my mind, he's, he's, he's above that. And some of those were early when his recruiting was first getting going and the, the high majors never stepped up. And it's a lot of it is because of his academic situation. And especially with the transfer portal, it's tough to consider schools doing that when they can, when they have to wait. I mean, it's just, you've, you know, you've got to be Leland Walker came up this past weekend on the, the radio that I do down in Bloomington and it was, you know, the, the guy that well, the other guest was asking me questions about Leland and I said, look, size. And, and at the early part of his career, the high school career, his shooting was a question mark. Now he got the shooting aspect of it, I think cleaned up pretty well. Or pretty definitely, deep, yeah, it's better. Yeah. Trending, definitely trending in the, in the right direction. I mean, it's this June, he looked really good. I, you know, I was like, he does no things. He does things I've never seen before. Sometimes I mean, that's what absolutely. He's just so athletic and, and, and he's, very, he's very smart. and he's very smart, but yeah, the size is used against him. And, and, and at the early part of his recruiting, when it's size and shooting, then it's an issue and, and, and grades, the grades. Well, that's, be, that's a separate, yeah, that's a separate thing. Uh, and it, it really is. I mean, you can be, I mean, sure. If your special teams will, will recruit you and court you and, and look, we all know that in any regard, the more talented you are, the more patient people are willing to be. And, you know, again, size comes into play. Shooting comes into play, even though it's, it's improving. Um, you know, there's a lot of the academic side of that, that was, look, if it's the worst thing you do in your life is you struggle academically in high school, you're, you still got to, you're still going to pretty small blip on the radar as far as I'm concerned, but. Uh, yeah, as long as you turn it around. Right. So here's my problem, right. As an evaluator to me. If you're a senior in high school and you're a high, you, people are telling you, you might go to the NBA. Like you have NBA talent. Like you're so, spe- and he is so special talented, right? Like it, uh, something has to go off. And I know things went south early, right? But like, so he's got to turn it around and become a great student, right? As he, in, his rec- in this year that he's gone, he becomes a great student. Then, then he's a success story. But if he's well, just I mean, getting by, to me, it's not a good sign moving forward because there's so many things in college basketball that you don't want to do. I mean, I get it. Nobody wants to do English, and I get it. Well, I, these these college programs drag you along, though, at the very worst. That's because they they still can't afford to have low RPI or, or my, RPI my, scores. My point is that it's there's other things, right? API, sorry. There's APR, all kinds of, of little little naggy things that you've got to you've got to be successful in college basketball. You've got to have it together, man. Like you have, and you don't have time to, Oh, let me get my feet under me kind of thing. It's, it's over before you even know it. Um, you know, I mean, it's like, boom, it's November. And you're like, Oh my God, I have a Look, you're college, college athlete graduation rates far outpace general population graduation rates far outpace it. Yet there's still some harsh penalties for colleges if they don't have, you know, a, a pretty high standard for graduation rates. And, 
and 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 graduation rates probably simplifying it. It is academic. It is athletes and acad in good academic standing when they leave your program is basically what it amounts to being. And you know we know why Leland transferred, so it's easier to talk about the academic side of it without actually knowing what his GPA is, without knowing what his test scores are. I mean, are test scores even a thing right now because of COVID? Or are they even being used? Um, yeah, he just academically didn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's – and the NCAA has made that side of it harder and harder to make up. Uh, you remember once upon a time, you could just not graduate and take a fifth year and and use that. And then they started changing that because, boy, that was being really abused. And, and you know, then it became – you know, you got locked into your, you got locked into your GPA then, but you still had to have core classes. And it's just, that's that's been an, that's been an evolutionary process academically. And then it it almost got to the point where it was too tight. And then they started, started getting some blowback because they felt there were some cultural disadvantages. And, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at a situation where now they have, they lightened it, you know, they loosened up a little bit and then COVID hit. And they're like, okay, we're not really worried about test scores right now. <laughs> so, and I'm not sure when they're going to go back to that, but you know, it, the, from the recruiting side of it, I think the brewer, how his, the, the recruiting path has gone for him very much mirrors what Leland's going through. So I, I think there's definitely some academic issues that he's going to, you know, use this time to, to sure up and, and um, you know, how much of that he can, change as a um you know how much of that he can he can change with an extra year i don't i don't know i don't know what his complete academic picture is uh he could also very well end up being a kid that goes to junior college for two years and then ends up having two really strong years at a a four-year school and and we forget that he ever had this issue um you know and it's um but i i'm not surprised at all that he's reclassed i'm surprised that you're surprised no just like not surprised but just like it was like that's interesting you know i mean i just thought it would have been more like you know your school's down south your your hbcus um your miami of ohio's your pf like those are still well those hbcus are still schools in in miami of ohio too you you gotta have the jack coach owens has got to go to bat for a kid if he has to get a waiver, I mean, that's a, it's not an easy process for him at Miami. I, I can speak from experience in conversations have with him over, you know, over a player in the past, it, it is something he has to really step up and you have to really figure out if he's worth it. Now that kid still has to be academically eligible to get in. And in this case, the kid was, you know, the, the, the kid, Darian Ringo came through a junior college, you know, so, you know, that was still something that, you know, Darian wasn't going to get in to Miami um, out of high school, even if he would have been eligible, he wouldn't have, you know, he wouldn't have been able to get in. Um, and there's no shame in that. I mean, hell, I didn't, I didn't get accepted to Butler coming out of Carmel, but I wasn't a basketball player, but, but, you know, you look at, I mean, Evansville, I don't, I mean, what's Evansville doesn't just take anybody. No, they're very, they very, 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 you know, that's how they got to Logan McIntyre. You know, they, they had a very particular thing they were looking for. Well, I'm saying, no, I'm saying academically. I mean, but, like Butler doesn't take. No, no, I mean, I'm with you. No, it's about the same. I mean, 
they're saying they're they're comparable. Let's let's be fair. I mean, the baseline GPA, Zach, you correct me if I'm wrong, and Nick, you may know it too. The the baseline GPA, what is is it still a two zero or is it a two three? Uh, 2-0 as far as I know. Is it still a 2-0? I, I thought maybe at some point it jumped to a 2-3. I just um, think you're you, – it, well, it used to be your test scores had to be a lot higher. It, it was well, that, two, yeah. It's a 2-3, but I don't think the test score thing is ever going to come back. I mean, I just that, think – And that could be. there, But there's going to be a new metric and – and yeah, the, the test we moved, stuff. We're moving away from the Prop 48. Remember that? Remember, remember years ago, the Prop 48? I mean, that was – talk about harsh. Well, maybe the prop 40. Yeah. Don't, we, you know, we, and now we're back to partial qualifiers. Um, like it's, it's really in the direction. So, and COVID has thrown a lot of this stuff off. But, but my point is, is that, okay, let's, so let's, let's go with the idea that it is a, still a 2.0. You've got up. schools like Butler. There's no way you're getting in the Butler with, with just a 2.0, you, no matter how good you are at basketball. Yeah, I don't know if it's all about the athletic director. If the athletic director, no, the it's want, well, the president, the, the, the president for sure, okay. but not the athletics director. The athletics director, no, there's schools like this. Now, Miami's a state school, which I didn't know until about five years ago. Uh, schools like this, they have no, they got people you got to go through. It has nothing to do with the athletic side of it. It, now, it definitely is the president because the president, you know, overrides everything, but. But at the same time, you these coaches, and in this case, a president, you know, maybe Nick, the example you tr- you just put out there, the president of university, kind of stick your neck out as to what's your priority. There's a lot of pe- there's a lot of professors at Butler that don't care about basketball, that don't care about athletics. There's a lot of professors at a lot of schools that just don't care, and they they think that any kid that gets in under these conditions end up costing somebody else an opportunity to be educated at their school. And they're not wrong. Uh, they like they, that salary, don't they? They like the prestige that comes with. I mean, uh, salaries. Yeah, salaries at places at colleges are often endowed, especially we're talking about the complete. I mean, Butler's another liberal arts school. If, if they didn't go to the I mean, no, the, to me, they have salaries history. aren't have nothing to do with the athletic side of it. They're endowed. They're, they're taken care of in other ways, too. So um, anyway. Anyway, but yeah, I hey, it's a I two three. I just looked it up. You have to have at least a two point three. Yeah, that's what I thought. But clarify. But that's, I guess, back to the main, the main point of the tangent was that, and it's funny because we are talking about twenty twenty two point guards too, which would sort of be Lena Walker, but, and but other than the fact that he has a lot of Division one offers, but but we're talking about reclassing. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. I think once once Brewers recruitment, I mean, you've been on enough, Nick, but Zach and I, I don't think we go in it. I don't think, I think we ever go through a podcast without mentioning this kid's <laughs> recruitment was impacted by COVID. Zach, can you oh, think of a yeah. podcast where we've had? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's definitely the case. I mean, it seems like every podcast, even if we intend to discuss it or not, it seems like we get to one kid. Yeah, this kid's recruiting was impacted by COVID. And a lot of it is a borderline, the borderline kids and Brewer's a borderline kid for not unlike the reasons we talked about with Walker, you know, certainly athletically, he is, he is there physically, he's thin, he needs to get stronger, of course, but he is a tough kid. He plays bigger than what he is, um, but he is, um, his shot is suspect, especially off the dribble, off the catch, it's getting better. Here's, um, here's the other thing, Jim, 
and because it doesn't get talked enough about about enough is that we what we go and we watch we've watched Jaden Brewer for years and you know but I, I don't know what kind of team I mean I've I've not been able to get inside you know that situation like some of the other ones so I don't know and I can't speak and go to bat for him really um he's been very respectful like oh I met him when Indiana visited right Indiana visited and I interviewed, I, you know, and he's been super well-spoken. So like, that's why I'm like, how is there not some, some head coach that goes, man, I'm going to teach this kid how to Damon Bailey. And he's going to, he's going to be 18 and 10 every night in. Well, we're, we're we're guessing it's, we're guessing it's academics and God, if it's not, if that's not a part of it, I, I absolutely apologize for, for jumping the gun on that. But at the same time, if he, if he turned down Evansville, Miami, Cleveland State, if he if he overlooked those schools for any other re, for any reason, then I he misplayed it, and I don't know something. So something's at play there. Either a mistake was made, or he's just and he is a borderline kid. He's a borderline with his shot. He's a borderline mid major, <laughs> low major. I mean, definitely a Division one kid. Um, but it, it, there is some question as to what position he would be in, in college. I think he's more of a. I think he's more of a. If he's 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 got to play with a point guard who can shoot, and a, and a wing and another wing who can shoot. Yeah, it's a special situation, right? For him to be like, he's definitely that slasher, and his his catch and shoot has gotten a lot better. It's still not where it needs to be. But he was shooting the ball off the catch pretty decently at, at Ben Davis this past year. I got a chance to see him play three times and and felt a lot better about how it was looking. But anything off the dribble for him is going to be kind of like a mid-paint. Like obviously if he can get to the rim, he's going to try and put somewhere in a poster. But but anything that ends up in the paint with him is going to be more of a floater or or him absolutely positively trying to set somebody else up. And that's his biggest strength, is his passing. I mean, his athleticism, of course, is his biggest strength. But, but his skill set and his disposition on the court is—he's just a—he's—he's he's really a pass-first guy. And and I think that while he could struggle as a primary ball handler, he definitely could be a playmaker at the second as a secondary ball handler. And you know, that's whatever level that is for him. I, I think that's definitely at the Division One level. It's just a matter of where. But I I, I go back to the, I'm not surprised at all that he reclassed um i i just hope it wasn't because he was waiting for something bigger and it didn't happen it could be because you know it started out his recruitment started out with indiana mike roberts visited well sure um, but visiting is not the same as i get that but you're when you're a 15 16 15 year old kid and and you know indiana shows up to watch yeah, you, if, it puts things in your head but let's let's play it through if you're a 15 year old kid indiana shows up and here you are two years later and there's no offer and they're not recruiting you anymore. You know, that, maybe, he's listening, maybe, maybe he's listening to the wrong. And I don't, I, it is a lot of speculation. I don't want to get, get into yeah. it, but like, I'm just saying when you look at, at the kids that, that they do take chances on, I mean, you know, there's, so maybe he gets it worked out. You know what I mean? Like he could get it worked out and, and whatever. He could still go to Juco a year. Yeah. Well, it'd be two if he's not, depending on if he's a qualifier or not. So. Sure. So, I mean, he's still got, you know, options, but at the same time, like, just seems like he, he would have a lot of fun in like the crossroads league, like with his athleticism. Like, Well, sure. 
I think he'd have a lot. Of, I think he'd have a lot of fun in the Horizon League or the Ohio Valley. I, he's a perfect Ohio Still Valley option, kid. right? Okay, he's okay. a perfect Ohio Valley kid. It seems like because there's always that one kid that's just super, super athletic. And and if he's not a, a great outside shooter, just a tremendous passer, or, or you know, or that heat check guy, and he's not a heat check guy. He's definitely a pass first kid. I mean, but. he could also go someplace and play, right? And I know co- coaches don't like to hear this, but I mean, you know, well, he played Ohio. He could play as a freshman at that level. So that's, he could play. He could play the program. That's an up. That's an up tempo league. That there's not a whole lot of teams in that league grinding things out. Who? So. Well, anyway, hey, let's get back to so let's get to the what we're talking about today. Um, although that's a good question, Nick. That's why I like sometimes Zach and I do this, and we just kind of rifle through it, and we're we're in and we're out, and that's sorry, that's good. sorry to bring it. No, up no, there. no. But other than there's Sunday night football to be watched, um, that's a good discussion. But point guards, the 2022 point guards who don't have, and if we want to extend it a little bit to just maybe don't have what we think they should be having. We can entertain that, but, but let's start with, with 2022 point guards for sure. Who, who we think a lot of that don't have division one offers. Um, and we're not saying just yet if we think they should, but, but Travis Grayson, Zach is, is one of those guys up there and he's up there in your neck of the woods. What's his recruiting He's got I he's got two NAI schools, right? Yep. Yep. Tell us a little bit about his his game and and I mean I, I know again a lot of these guys we talk about just in general, but but tell me a little bit about his game and, and what we think going forward. Yeah, Travis is I've liked him a lot. He's a bulldog, very good at the point, very good at getting into the paint and finishing in the paint against the bigger dudes. Uh, outside shot, we've talked a lot about that already with Jaden. Uh, we'll talk about a lot of these guys probably tonight, but but Travis's outside shot has been his weakest link. I feel like uh, something he has improved on and is improving on still. Um, but along with Travis, and we just talked about it a little bit ago, also his size is what's kind of probably holding him back from from anything higher than NAI, in my opinion. That's a great point. Um, I looked it up. There's 10 Division One schools right in Indiana. I tweeted this a while back. So approximately 125, 130 players. Right. And only four were listed below six foot. Now, you're going to say, oh, that's arbitrary, right? Because I'm sure there's – but there wasn't hardly anybody around six foot. or six. I mean, there's a very distinct line right now. And I think you're right on the, on the money there, Zach. Yeah, well, you've got to be really good, man. He's you've got to be really special, really good to to make it D one at five ten or smaller. Yeah, and you know, look, a lot of times as we start formulating lists, you know, we're we're looking at at them when they're freshmen, sophomores, and and you know, we're not so inflexible that we can't see guys that pass them up and. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm a Armand Girard, for example, at Mount Vernon, who was always viewed at, at a younger age as the, even though he's a twin with his, with, um, with Ahmad as the little, the, the, the smaller brother, maybe not the little brother, but the smaller brother. And as he started to catch up physically, you know, his, his skill set 
started to look very translatable to Division One level, and obviously it, it played it through to the point where he and his brother both committed to IUPUI. And, and that was a kid that early on, you know, again, I coached his dad, so I wanted him to be as successful as possible. I mean, not, not that I don't want other guys to be successful, but it's, it's cool seeing, you know, I've coached long, I've been around long enough to see guys that I've invested time in now have their own kids and, and really enjoy watching them play because I also get a chance to watch Antoine watch his kids play watching his watching his kids do things that he couldn't do <laughs> he, bless his um, heart he's a good guy well good yeah player. and he's your he's is he your I'll class or your are no, you that's what yeah yeah I mean it, you know it's it's fun watching that and so that's how he would want he would want that to be he wouldn't want to sit well, up there absolutely and I'm just, <laughs> well absolutely yeah we all well we all would want that yeah but I mean his kids are both really talented so but that was a kid. Armand was a kid that I just didn't have a real feel for, you know, and I was sort of, you could tell he played with a different chip on his shoulder than what his brother did. You can, you can tell that he could shoot it at a younger age, probably better than his brother. And his brother was just thicker. And I mean, they definitely aren't identical twins. His brother was thicker, was taller. Um, both were pretty springy, but, but Armand was, was, was uh, more powerful, um, could make, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, louder plays, um, you know, plays that, you know, leave the, you know, cause the gym to stand up and take notice. And, and meanwhile, our mom would just go out there and try to muscle people and, bully, and, bully and, and, and never, never back down. And then all of a sudden he's six two, you know, and now he's legitimate size and he's, and he's, you know, he's the, he's a point guard and he's a point guard who can shoot, who's athletic. So, um, he had that growth that that last bit of growth that a kid like Grayson hasn't been able to have and they're different body types and but yeah Travis is still a kid we both with Zach likes and I know I like him um but yeah he hasn't he doesn't have a division one offer yet and it's not the end all be all but so Nick there's Nick Matt Wagner's down in your neck of the woods what he doesn't have any reported offers are we missing something there as far as his offers or or what are we what's going on there Hey, I reached out. I've reached out. I've tried. I tried to. I tried to get him to play with me one weekend uh, in the in Louisville. When I needed a point guard, I needed a real high level point guard. You know, so yeah, coach Burkhart. He gave me the number and never got back to me. So and I reached out again since then, asking another question. But what, what kind of player? Because like, so when when Julian Norris transferred, um, I talked to Shane a little bit. I can't even remember what it was about. It wasn't about even Julian or Matt. But then all of a sudden, Shane texts one of his texts was, "Hey, don't buy into the BS of people thinking we're going to struggle without Norris." Uh, you know, hated to see him leave, but but basically went down the list of guy, you know, the, the three or four guys that he's going to still rely on heavily, and couldn't say enough nice things about Matt Wagner. What's what's Matt like as a player? I've seen him probably twice and liked him, um, but I but you've got a way better feel for his game than I do. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, he's like I try to put him on my my team, right? So obviously, I, I really like him. Um, the thing as a point guard right now that would help him is is if they can win. Yeah, but, you know, like Coach Burkhart, and there's nobody that I love more than, than Shane. 
like we have a relationship where he just he can say anything he want like how he feels you know and i'm obviously i'm i'm not i'm respectful you know but like he feels comfortable with me and so i almost feel like maybe the bs thing i don't know who maybe i said something i don't think bossy's gonna be terrible no, no what's but, no what's but what's matt like as a player not well they about, lost seven seven eight nine in a row right last year to in the in the year yeah and that shouldn't have happened you know and and so that's not coach burke coach burkhart it was the same coach burkhart you know i talked to people i talked to lamar brown and coach burkhart knows how to handle things and he handled it and he didn't get a response so to me i'm still waiting to see you know maybe they respond to him you know and certainly he has a track record of success but i know that it was it was weird so that's why I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's the group, but whatever. And it's always going to come back on the point guard, right? The point guard's going to get he's going to get the um, you know, the accolades, and they're going to say, Oh, they're so good because they have this point. If you're not good, it's you know, he you can't win, right? Where they well, say about Christian Lander kind of thing. So, you know, with Matt, I don't know. Like it, it's does he shoot it well? Does he not? I mean. He is so good in the open floor. Yeah, he can shoot it. There we you go. Shot, he to, shot. He was, um, pull him up. It might, it might be a little streaky, but no, like he's in the open floor, like transition-wise. Like I think, you know, him and Trey Howe, who again, size, he's a 20, uh, 24, who's really good. But he's – that's, that's the – that's the – That's the hilarious. Yeah, it's my hilarious brother. You love him. Love watching him play. I do too. And then I made he got mad at me because I said <laughs> he's one of my favorite players. I mean, he's five five and he's a freshman. He's one of my favorite players to watch. And he got a right. Yeah, I guess I don't know, Matt. I don't know. He just doesn't even care well, about you gotta get, you, didn't care gotta get about. you gotta get used to I'm not worried who cares about you right now. I'm worried I keep about keep it real, man. I keep it real. That's <laughs> I mean, they lost to Evan, they lost to Henderson County, Kentucky. I, I know nothing about Shouldn't them. They lost, to, they lost to Evansville Modern Day by two, who they previously beat by six. They lost to Mount Vernon Posey by five. Should not have. Well, I mean, but how know, much Noah of that? Gordon was fine. Yeah, Noah Gordon. I mean, yeah, the Pike Pike transfer. Lost to Evansville Harrison in overtime. Lost to Evansville Wrights by, by a bunch. But, you know, I think <laughs> that game was a blowout from the beginning. It happens. That, that's, and, then, that's and then lost to Heritage Hills in the sectionals. And you know if you're if if Bossy isn't going to turn them over, then he'll you know Heritage Hills will be able to you know to finish the deal with Sicily because he's just he's so, why, just so now why I mean everybody everybody back except your best player I mean yeah and now I'm supposed like okay you know that's fine and I and I think Bossy's Bossy it'll be Bossy right North will be in there this year and Harrison. Uh, Central will be better, and Castle's not going to be. They're going to go. They'll fall back. Modern Day's going to be bad, and uh, not not bad. They're just not going to be very good. Memorial's going to be better, but you know, he's got a lot of talent there. It's, but it, but they've got to respond. Like it's on the players at this point. You know, it's a machine. Not you know, and every every team's different. You have to handle them, but they know what to expect. This is this is how we do it. You know, and it doesn't happen. This is what's going to happen. And that usually works. And, and so it didn't. So I don't know what's 
Well, the, the, the last thing I've learned, Jim, if I can just to finish, there is so many issues on teams that I hear about. I'm sure you guys probably do too, that nobody else knows about. I don't talk about it. Well, sure. There's chemistry. There's chemistry oh, issues. You, you never, yeah, you never, you never know, what, know goes what, what goes on. So, but the last time that Shane, we're going a little bit there. Last time Shane lost more than eight games in a season, they got to the state finals. Yeah, right. So, I mean, they could have. What's that have to do with this year? Like, come on, you know. No, but but my my point is this. My point is, is that he could still be. He could still take a lot of hits during the regular season and still be one of the and still be one of the top three A teams. That was Makai's sophomore year. And Makai Larry, I mean, he was five, seven. We talked about you have to be six foot to play division. Kyler's five seven, maybe maybe five seven. Yeah. At Miami of Ohio, like that's how oh, yeah. good he is. <laughs> Transcendent, like. Well, don't forget the Lila Walker. The Lila Walker piece was talking about high major, you know, blue blood type stuff. So We're talking about one hundred and thirty Division one players in Indiana. I don't know. Six of them are right major, low major. Well, so moving on past Matt. Um. Nick Claber, Bloomington North. We, I think the issue with him, right, is injury, right? I mean, size, he, athletic, the combination of size, athleticism. Yeah, he's he, he's stronger than he is. He relies on strength and guile more than he does on athleticism. That is correct. Does shoot the ball well, but from a recruiting standpoint, he is he didn't play this past year. I mean, so you talk about getting, again, 2021 wiped off, or 2020 wiped off the books. Hard. Your senior, your junior year of high school wiped off the books because of, because of, from an exposure standpoint. And then your, your entire 17 and under summer, um, April wiped off the books because of COVID as far as exposure goes. And then the rest of it wiped off the books because of an injury. I mean, I think that's pretty easy to figure out why he's not gotten. I mean, forget offers. I mean, forget Division One. We're we're just doing that because we figure these are the guys that need the most, that that need some of the actual, you know, that need the additional recognition. You know, Nick is a guy that if I'm a Division Two school, if I'm an NAI school, I'm definitely getting there, making sure I'm watching him play when he's healthy and, and waiting for him to get full strength. You agree? You think that you agree with that, Nick? I mean, we're not, not yeah, service academy. No, no. I mean, he's getting interest from the service academy. Yep. yep. And I had I had this one of the stupidest things I ever did in my recruitment was I just I turned off, you know, I had a whatever they had appointment or whatever to the name. You know, I was like, I'm not doing that, you know. But like, well, that's a different. That's that's so look anyway. That's not, your, he, that's, that's not for everybody, man. But I think it's important, Nick. Nick is a tough kid, and is where I was going with this was he's the kind like I wasn't that I wasn't. That wasn't me. It just wasn't. I tried to entertain it, but like, but I don't know. Nick's a tough kid. And, and yeah. so I think something like that could work. Um, but like you said, yeah, hundred percent. And people get so hung up on, um, Oh, like it's a slight, like, Oh, I'm an NAIA player. Like, dude, like those dudes in the, in the crossroads would give people buckets. Like they're, they're good. They're just, there's some, there's a reason like, yeah. you know, my, my, I, I couldn't shoot and I couldn't jump. That was, I mean, you know, and so that always other helped. Than, me other back. than that, other than that, you're really good. All right. 
but that was my problem. Like, it wasn't like I just said, like, oh, my God, everybody thinks I'm terrible. Like, it's like, no, dude, like, <laughs> you can't jump up and dunk a basketball. Like, that's – and with the transfer portal, like, they don't need to take a chance on a kid who has – it's hit or miss like you know he just never grew to that six three or six four like a logan imes you know did and um not to say that they're the same player but i'm just saying like right well you're both yeah, on indiana same elite same. there coming up and so i think nick's a, a you know but like i was telling this uh an aau coach today because we went back and forth on one of his players and he, you know he's like he's like man you're missing the boat just like everybody this was how i was like i don't know dude I'm telling you, I sat up out of my seat when I saw this kid the first time last year playing, and I love the kid. He's 5'10". Like, he can't he, – he's not a big dunk. Like, he shot very average shooter. Like, no, he's going to have a really good career at a Division two school or something. Like, you know, and I just think it's funny how everybody gets so mad. No, it's uh, – we Look. There's rules to this game, like Biggie said. There's rules to the game. <laughs> You, you can you still get to the point where we all deal with this, where you can like a kid. Hell, you can love a kid as a player. And if you don't like him as much as his people do, then you're just wrong. You know, or you're, no, you're everybody's you're, top 10. Everybody. It's, the, it's the Luke. It's the Luke Brown thing. I love Luke Brown. You know, Luke Brown is is probably one of the best combinations of passer and shooter in the state in a while. I just didn't think Luke Brown was a big 10 player and you'd have thought I accused his mother of killing the Pope or something. I mean, it was, I'm trying to clean that meta. I have a different metaphor usually when I say stuff like that, but, but you, you know, it's moms, man, it's moms. Come on. It's, it's, um, but everybody thinks their kids top 10. And that's my question to people is, is they'll call right. me and say, I think that them, you know, so-and-so either their, their high school player or their AAU player or their son. I think he's, you know, I think he's just low. And so I always say, okay, okay. I, I, I'm a, maybe I'm wrong. I'll accept it. So where should he be at? Always, always well, top 10. Well, sure. Well, sure. <laughs> you know, who's in the top 10. They're really well, good. I, I would, yeah, I would always, the exercise, the same with the all-star team. I would, the exercise always is who are you taking off? You know, who are you taking out? You tell me who to take out and we can have that discussion. So. No, all-star, uh, all-stars are so whatever. Move on. But yeah. No, I'm with <laughs> um, but yeah. So Claver's, I mean, watching him play healthy, getting him healthy, you know, I need to double check on what his status is. Um, Kentucky Wesleyan would be a really good, like, yeah. I mean, he's definitely, I think he's a D2 kid, and I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very, you know, those D2 I don't know, schools at Midwest are really good. So here's the thing they're in that conference, and Zach, you probably know it better than I, um, up there in Michigan. It's really good. The GLIAC. Yeah. Or yeah. well, they're in the same conference as what, um, Cedar, Cedarville. Yeah, Cedarville. Is that, so, I mean, they need an athletic. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a lot of fit. You know, West, like, that's the school that doesn't want people reporting their offers. All right. Who? <laughs> who? I don't know. Kentucky Westland. And they don't want us to talk about it. But you know what? We're going to talk about it. Hey, put money Aiden in my Lam- pocket. Put money in my pocket, KWC. Now, those are my guys. Put money in my Aiden, pocket. We won't talk about it. Uh-huh. Aiden Lambert. Aiden Lambert, Zach. Yeah. Tell, tell us about him. We're talking opposite of what we've just talked about with a couple dudes. <laughs> Super athletic here. He is north of the six foot range. So 
So he's got those two things going for him. Uh, can flat out shoot. Can shoot the ball. Yeah, you've seen him go off for a few in a row, right, from outside. Yeah, I have. Um, and we, we've all three of us saw him go to work against CJ Guns boys at uh, Charlie Hughes, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, CJ Guns, my boy, but he only scored 48 that game. Yeah. No, 53. 53 oh, I got, was I got yeah, the YouTube God. video. I just watched the YouTube video last week. Yeah, no, no. I guess I made like, might have gushed about it a little too much. And Jeremy sent me the YouTube that, um, game. He's like, here, here's Ralph did. Here's yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, in this, look. Look, I got dunked on a bunch, right? And there's no shame in it. Like, if you're playing with good dudes, you're going to get dunked on. But a little shame in it. CJ was standing there. And Aiden. <laughs> Did you jump, Nick? Oh, oh yeah. Levron Williams. Oh, yeah. He put his, <laughs> he put his uh, midsection into my mouth at North when I was a, a young player. And another another Pike transfer to Evans. It happens. Even Christmas. It happens. Yes. So, Aiden Lambert. He's awesome. Yeah. I love that dude. Good dude too. Like really like I like the kid. Zach probably knows him a little better than I, but is he, Myra. is he the point guard that we think he is? Is he a, he's a point guard, right? Is he he's more of a combo, man? Yeah, I mean, I now as fast combo, as, as fast as they like to play, he's he's really good in the open floor. Yeah. And so is his teammate Carson Jenkins too. Yeah, they both are. But I mean, yeah. Lambert's probably still the the primary ball handler, right? We we've got that right. I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I think Zach and I are kind of on the same page. Like, I think he's more. I to me, he feels like it's not like he's out there. It's kind of a Christian Lander thing, kind of. You know, like he just doesn't give me the the point guard vibe, and he's super aggressive offensively. You know, so maybe it works to me. Like he's a dog. Like. Like, if you saw him on the floor that night, right, he was – He's a D-A-W-G, right? D-A, yeah. Like, that's the best yeah. thing you could be. You want to be a dog. Right. Yeah. Uh, I love dogs, man. Like, now if you're a dog, you, you're you good. Yeah, I, lo- I, I like – I loved watching them play when I saw them play at Grace. I, I, I the game's up at Grace this past winter. But, you know, Snyder was really fun to watch, and, and they definitely are not bashful. But then between Lambert and, and Jenkins and the couple other guys they got, you know, Grant Brown being among that group, they've got kids who can really score. And and I know that's kind of an understatement, but at the same time, you know, a kid like Lambert ends up, you know, a kid like Lambert ends up going to a school and che- tweaking his game just a little bit to where maybe he he molds himself into playing into a system and ends up being a better shot creator in the half court than what he is now. Like, you know, I, I don't know why Bellerman doesn't go after him. Like, he's he's ideal. You know, they turned Dylan Penn, a Division II player, into an all-conference Division One player. Like, I, I look at a kid like Lambert, Zach, and you can – and Nick, obviously, both of you guys can – it's easier to hold a kid – to pull a kid back than it is to push a kid forward. You know, and if you could take a kid like Lambert, right, and put him in a position where – his his scoring translate now can you put him in where he's he's a primary ball handler maybe not as a freshman where he's he's not starting and all that maybe he's got to learn the ropes a little bit but well you put him in a position where he's running someone's system that's got a little bit more structure a little bit more um you know a little bit definitely a good big you know i always think point guards are better when they've got bigs they're playing with you know now all of a sudden he's a shot creator 
a, a little bit better shot creator than he is just a scorer. You, you How's his leadership? I, I mean, I think those kids at Snyder play pretty hard, so it, it's hard Jeremy to tell that. Yeah. Zach, they play hard, right? I mean, they're oh, not yeah. always yeah, the yeah. best defensive team in the world. but Right, right. But, yeah, they're very vocal. All of them are. And um, Aiden seems like he's kind of quiet compared to some of the other guys on the team, like uh, Elijah Davis and Carson Jenkins. But, I mean. Which gives you a real more combo, you know. <laughs> yeah. I take him on my team. I would. I love yeah, we all. I think we all like him. Davion Turner from Tech. Um, from for me, would like to see him be more of a distribute the ball more, and not have it stick with him. He's got some off. He definitely has offensive skills. He can shoot. He he can. Um, I think he's probably if he would be in a position where he would shoot a little bit cleaner off the catch instead of always thinking he has to put the ball on the floor. I think that makes him it's a more kids. efficient player. Do what? It's all kids. Oh, it's all kids. It, it, it is a lot of them. It, it is a lot of them. And it is, it is the, the workout mentality that bleeds into basketball. And if you're a dribble drive, you know, if you're in a dribble drive system, sometimes that can be hard to, to shake, especially if you're one of the two guys, that do most of the penetrating with Reggie Bass this year, the ball, the ball definitely sticks with him. And that's not, and that's not a criticism, especially from the, you know, from look, tech's going to have to play the way tech thinks they can win games, you know, and, and those, those are going to be situations where, um, you know, between those two guys and, and now they've got uh, Rasheed Jones is there. They've got Lizardy there. I mean, they're going to they're going to have a lot of talent with with Matt Spears as well. You know, there's five legitimate, you know, there's there's five legitimate scholarship basketball players ranging from maybe D2 all the way up to, you know, to Bass, wherever he ends up going after decommitting from Illinois. Um, chemistry is chemistry's gonna be all a, about chemistry. It's going to be a big deal. Good. It's going to be a huge deal. Everything. The talent's there. And but, I mean, like at Charlie Hughes, they were like, I mean, they were put it, put it this way. Not, not all were, their players were, were guys were, that I'd be like excited to have. Well, they, because of they the way looked, they were treating each other and, and stuff. Well, they, so, and they looked like they were a group that was literally just thrown together. And up to this point, up to that point, I'm sorry, up to that point, they had been. And Damon, you know, can be done. don't get me wrong. Like you're right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Between now and between then and November, is a but, different story, but issues, real issues, like they, yeah, you. Let's Forget put it aside Lizenby. for the team, right? Let's put it aside for the team, and just you know, these next couple months. Lizenby wasn't there. You can't bury it. I mean, you can't like. It, sometimes you can bury it, and it finds its way back. It's not gone, you know. I mean, like there's. Well, we all. I think we all agree that Bass would be better served if he if he was off the ball more, and. Sure. And not completely ball dominant as he is. And I think that would help Turner as well. Cause I think Lasher. Yeah. I think Davian, I think Davian is probably a better ball handler and, and could get, he'll, he'll always have this. He'll never have the best defender on the floor with this group. Cause the best defender on the floor will probably always be with, 
unless somebody tries something a little junky, will always be on bass. And I, you know, you just try to picture Davion as this quick, this quick kid who can, you know, maybe get to the paint and find people and, and, you know, be just a little bit more efficient with the dribble. Then I think he becomes, he becomes like a, you know, just a different player. And, but again, you know, you look at the way tech played last year, it was basically him doing a vast majority of the score and they've got a lot more weapons um, and, and some of it's extrapolated from watching him play, watching these guys all play in the summer. There's a, there's a lot more ball movement with that group, um, which includes Leland Walker, which includes Pete Suter from Carmel, Charlie Williams from Carmel. Um, you know, there's a lot more ball movement in that group than what we saw of Tech in June, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, you, you brought up a great point. I mean, they were just thrown together, and they looked like they were playing like five one-on-one games. And Well, sometimes when you do the dribble drive stuff and it's it's not – cohesive yet yeah, it, it does look like that that's why i'm not a huge fan of it it's- i would seriously look at defending you now if i had the, the the horses to run with them i mean i would just play them straight up but i would seriously look at saying like hey, i'm gonna let reggie shoot and if, if reggie's night where he's gonna hit six of eight or eight of ten we're probably gonna lose anyway but I maybe i can that, get him to i don't think that's a bad idea Maybe I can get him to, you know, because the problems that I've seen from Reggie really, uh, it's not the shooting. I mean, yeah, he's a little streaky, but he, he gets into his head. And at that point when he, it affects his whole game and his body language, like he is, he's like me. Like I have like, really like. He's like you. His body language is at times. No, he's, oh. he's not as lame as me, but my point is that like, he's a real emotional player. And if he's not shooting, which it happens and there's so many other things he could be doing. He didn't have to like, but he just, he can kind of. Well, we've sticking with bass a little bit. Not that we, 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 we all, we, I think he sometimes he tries to do too much in, in a, in a well-intentioned, in a well-intended way. And, and again, if they could, um, if they have more, you know, more movement, quicker decisions, the ball doesn't stick. I mean, they're not, and, and don't give the, um, and don't give the uh, defense a chance to adjust. Hold on. I'm trying to talk and text Zach at the same time on um, where we might, the next, uh, another person from up North that we can talk about, but, but I mean, and I think that's where he's better served. I mean, I don't think Reggie Bass is a primary point, a primary ball handler at the high major level. Um, no, no. And I think that's where Turner, playing alongside Turner, playing alongside another shooter in in, in Rasheed Jones, with you know Spears, who's skilled, and and Lizenby, who's who's a blue collar guy with a good motor. You know, all of a sudden now, if if Bass is is playing more off the ball, he becomes a better player. He becomes a, a bigger talent, and I think Turner then, if he could be more of a, um, if he could be more of a point guard, you know, a creator and a, and a and a guy who is is looking to pass first, um, then I, I guess it's just better to say if if he's just more efficient with his dribble, then I think he's 
he's a guy too that, I mean, look, right now he doesn't have much going on recruiting wise. And I think that obviously that will start to change because we've said a hundred times that a vast majority of colleges now, especially with the transfer portal are recruiting one class at a time. It's almost like a disclaimer that we should state off the top, but, but, you know, look, this is, he's going to have a big year. And if he is a kid that's averaging five, six assists a game this year, because he's, you know, he's six, one, maybe um, it, it does start to change. Who, who, how that? He, no, Turner, it does okay, start to like... change with how, yeah, it does start to change with how he, with how he looks, you know, from a college perspective. So agree yeah, or comes no? back to Reggie, you know, Reggie, Reggie will affect Davey a lot. I mean, well, it comes back, it comes back to how they're, you know what they do offensively and i mean i don't want to say how they're coached because i mean some that wouldn't be a horrible idea if i'm if i'm damon just saying okay we're going to put the offense on reggie's back and let it let him cook um but i think the way tech the teams that tech will have to beat especially in march that will be hard that's going to be a hard sell to get through all those games unscathed so I mean, as good as they are, it's hard to to imagine them being a the favorite with against anybody. I mean, I have to look. If there's somebody Lawrence Central, maybe Lawrence North. Yeah, I mean, they could be the uh, fifth or sixth best team in the state and still be the fourth or fifth best team in the sectional. <laughs> it's just it's just how that goes. I mean, Carmel, Westfield, you know, the two teams on the, you know in the Indiana that'll obviously be really good. Zionsville will be will, will continue to be improved. Um, you know, but then you know all those guys are in sectional ten or sectional eight. But now, you know, sectional 10 still sectional 10. I mean, it's. I couldn't do it. I'd have to get out of that <laughs> sectional. I'd just say, look, I'm going to somewhere else. I'll see you uh, the last week well, of March. If we tech can. ain't getting any smaller in the near future. So. Well, no, as the coach, I would say I'm anyway. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, hey, I got, I mean, a, I got a couple guys here whenever you're, whenever you're ready. Well, look, yeah, one more guy up north, and then we'll sort of spitball and see if there's anybody else we want to. Who if nothing else, we can talk about. Well, I mean, Zach, Zach, who do you want to who do you want to throw out there as a another guy that's recruiting isn't going, or we don't really have a whole lot for him. I mean, we could talk about under five ten guys from up north here for next hour if we wanted to that are solid that dudes. <laughs> I mean, so there's Drew Adzia. So we go that we can go Drew Adzia. We can go Brees we Walls all- from over there also in the region. I mean, Judas and Fuquay from Warsaw. All these guys. Yeah. I mean. Loads of talent should be getting NAI offers probably at the maximum. Uh, well, if you're a D three, I'm not sure why you're not on any of these guys really. Well, and, and they, you know, and they will. I mean, there's look, look, it's like Jonah Lucas just picked up the Wabash offer. I don't know how many offers Wabash has floating around up there, but I'm guessing it's not too many just yet. But so we got to come up with a new word for these D three invitations or whatever. Because technically they're not offers, right? I mean, well, they all—they are offers. They're invitations. But it's, it's, yeah. But here's the thing: we we both know. I got jumped the other like a, a year ago, and I started doing it. Somebody jumped me like it's not an offer. It's but, an offer because the, these coaches will go to work for them with certain grants and 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 other 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 types of scholarships, and there, there's there's money that gets found. I mean, good lord, we. Okay, I want to get that on the record. That way, if anybody, it's still an offer. It's an offer to play. It's an offer yeah. to play on the team, and it's an offer to. Um, I, agree. Prior- I agree. Prioritize admission. Um, I mean, we've got a kid in the DePaul with a three point two once. 
Um, and then we recently had a kid had to coach a kid that went to look that went to Wabash and pretty much got through on 40 cents on the dollar um, because he could put a little orange ball through an orange hoop. Now, none of that came from athletics, but it definitely came from, you know, work put in and networking and, and saying, look, you know, here, you know, here's the academics of it. And, and he legal learned a lot. Backdrops. Do what? It's a legal backdrop. Illegal back. Yeah. No, we're, no yeah. legal, legal, oh, legal, legal backdrops. Yeah. Legal. Well, we all, yeah, we all know grants are, are nothing more than payments, but um, we need to have a discussion. We need, what we need to do is, is talk to a couple of these division three coaches and see if the name image likeness thing is going to impact their, their level. It'll be interesting to see where that goes um, because there's a lot of these dudes I mean, Wabash, Rose, and DePaul could throw a lot of money. University of Chicago could throw a lot of money at athletes. Northwestern North could run the Big Ten. These, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, still, Indiana and Michigan are still Indiana and Michigan. <laughs> My point is that, like, I would put Indiana and Michigan in, in a financial arms race with most any of those schools from a rich man perspective. So. Um, let's not forget neither are a Northwestern degree, you know, I don't um, know. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying like the name image likeness is, is really. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I'd be interested to see, but I'm, I'm curious from a D3 perspective, if that is a play. So, um, cause what really, what we're seeing most of is just guys starting their own camps or putting their names on shirts. And while we're here, we should, sure push the, we should push the Dewan Jones football Jersey. As a as a former three time champion of the Metro Indie Basketball League and current offensive lineman for the Florida or for the Ohio State, oh sorry, oh, for the the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, Dewan is constantly, um, not constantly, but he has pushed his jersey sale on on Twitter, and I'm wondering if he's if, if it's actual size, if like if it's a four X or something along those lines. <laughs> I know Omar, his AAU coach Omar, Coach Dillard at Tenley listens. I wonder if, if Dewan's out there selling just a big batch of four XLs uh, to everybody, but uh, that would have worked in the nineties. I could, yeah, that's true. They're, they're a little tighter now, but yeah. Yeah, every time Dewan tweets, every time I see Dewan tweet that I retweet it because he's a fun kid. So um, I hate rooting for Ohio state. It sucks. I guess I don't root. I just root for him. I guess is how I do that. But so bright. So Brees walls and, and Adzia, those are two guys up North. Right, yes. Zach? Yes, correct. Brees, Anybody? Brees is more of a pass-first point guard, but yeah. can shoot, shoot from outside. Uh, Drew, Drew can shoot from outside. He's just a bulldog also. Who um, – Zach or Nick, there's one name on here I see that I think – I had a I had a question on somebody on here too. It's yeah, who's that? Not, Brandon Northern, what's up? He's, I mean, again, I think it's it comes back to the size thing. I mean, he does have. I mean, he does have an offer. The question yeah, but, is, yeah, no. Alabama A and M has been there for like two years. It's been there for a while. The the question is, is um, Carson you know, Jenkins they, has that same offer? Are they looking around? You know, for something else. I, I you know, Cam Alford went down there from from uh, Brownsburg. And even though he transferred out, he still 
support someone on social media, it's kind of not that I would expect them to say bad things about him, but but it's funny how much he still sort of advocates for them. And and um, that's the HBCU. Am I correct on that? Alabama and A&M, right? Yes. HBCU. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think that would be a I think that would be an interesting experience. Um, you know, for, for any kid, you know, rewarding experience, just the history of those schools. And, and, you know, I don't know what, what their disposition is from a basketball perspective, Northern that, that is, I mean, talked to his, his father quite a bit. His father, of course, played it was on some really good Jeffersonville teams and played at Louisville. Um, and, and Brandon, of course, has been part of Silver Creek's success. He, he, along with Pete Suter are both in line of being f- kids that go through their whole high school career as a varsity player and not lose a tournament game. Um, it's going to be a lot easier for Silver Creek than, than Carmel. Well, I, I know, but will Silver Creek be a favorite That's at the a 3A good, level where Carmel, Carmel is? I think Carmel's – I mean, 4A is going to be so stacked. Sure. 3A is not. It's just I went through the list today. It's just, you know, I talked to um, Bill Shepard up at Kankakee Valley, and he's just like – he said 3A is not, you know, it's not going to be great up here. And it's going to be. Well, we're going to have a, what, a, nine, win, a nine loss bossy team get to the state finals again is what's going to happen, right? <laughs> um, so Sullivan will be good. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Randy Kelly yet. Well, I, I, I you haven't given me the, uh, you know, <laughs> you've given Zach all these fun ones. We um, talked 30 minutes on Jaden Brewer because of you we i'm surprised you haven't mentioned when do we there's no there's no button randy on kelly, you that, so randy button kelly on you that keeps you <laughs> randy kelly go that's your guy right that's that's the homie yeah. yeah now he got he and this tells you how good jack Venter is i don't want to get off on to 2024 but as much as i love randy kelly jack Venter just put on a clinic at charlie hughes against i just i, I told him after the game i said it's I feel bad, you know. I was like watching Brody Boyd work out on people. Like, what are you going to do? Like, could happen to anybody. But you know, with Randy, uh, he played with us one weekend, uh, yeah. and love coaching him. I mean, you know, he's so coachable, and you know, he'll text me and he'll ask me like a question or something. Like, he's just one of the most affable kids. And then basketball-wise, super efficient. Like, doesn't take a whole bunch of shots, but he makes the shots that he takes. Takes good shots. Doesn't do anything stupid. Size is his thing, though. You know, I mean, six, maybe six foot. Kind of thin, you know, and he's shifty. And But against, like, Jack, who is a, a, a clear Division One mid-major plus high-major player, you know, he's he had four inches on. And he kind of... He struggled trying to, you know, and so to me, you know, is an NAIA coach's dream because as a junior and a senior, he's going to be physically strong. Uh, he gets it. He's, he's smart. He's just a, a guy that you want to have on your team, you know, and um, I was I, I loved him going into that weekend and, and I loved him even more. I mean, he doesn't force anything. He gets along with people. I think he's more of a combo guard, though, you know, just from a leadership standpoint. He makes some really good plays. He's a playmaker. But at the college level, 
you know, in that locker room, you got a lot of older guys, strong personalities, you know, it's being quiet and timid, unless you're like a Fletcher lawyer kind of talent to transcend it. It's just, it's kind of hard to lead if you're not super vocal. And that would be, you know, one thing about Randy, but I've tried to get the crossroad league. I Huntington, I'm like, man, I was like, Coach Alford doesn't love this kid. But, you know, they're nobody's in a rush with these guys. And so it's just going to take a while, you know, and that's what I've tried to express to him. Like, just worry about getting as good as you can because that's all that matters. You know, at some point you're going to get eyes. Are you going to be good enough? So anyway. What um... – Anybody else down south before I throw out one more name and we'll call it a wrap? Um, you know, the little bit I saw of Amari Wilson at Tarot South, um, I liked. Um, he's fast. You know, he can really push the tempo, and and he, he, he defends, guards both. You know, again, it's kind of a shooting thing with him. And can he win? You know, can you win? And I mean, that's um, – that's the one thing that all these guys, you know, that leave for the prep schools are missing is the greatest thing you can do for yourself. Julian Norris, I respect his decision, and but it's my opinion that the best thing he could have done for himself was to have had a 24 and two season, won the sectional, won the regional, whatever, 28 and two season. And they would say, legend, man, he's a legend, just like Mikhail Larry, just like, um, Jaquan, you know, just like all those, the, the greats there, bossy, he had a chance, but you know, now he's going to a really good prep school and, and we'll see, but um, looking through my list on these other guys. How's Caden Stanton? I was looking at, I saw his name pop up on my he list. He transferred. Yeah. He's in Louisville. He's back in Louisville. Okay. Now. I say back. I guess he was. Was he in middle school there? Mm. Is Razor more a point, Razor more Ray, point guard, or is he a shooter? No, he's he's that? more of a two. Yeah, we've got okay. him. Six, six. Yeah, he's got a really we've good guy, a, really good shooter. Then we've um, got him on our two shooting. That'll be next week. So, um, well, one more guy I like. And I don't and I don't know how I feel yet about his recruiting. I just he stood out in June. It's a kid that transferred over from Ben Davis to Covenant Christian. Christian Flowers. Thought he was he was really good in, in the Charlie Hughes deal, and I, again whether or not how that translates, um, you know how that translates to recruiting wise yet I don't know, um, but he's he's going to be a kid that puts up a lot of puts up big numbers for them this year, and I you know Covenant may not be as good as they've been the last two years I don't think they're going to have the depth, they're they're definitely not going to have as many skilled players as they've had. Um, but they, they do have a collection of six, three, six, four kids who are pretty physical and will complement Christian pretty well. They don't require the ball to be effective. Um, they, um, they really tried to muscle people in their, especially in their pool games in, in that, in the Charlie Hughes invitational. So, but he stood out offensively and it'll be, uh, it'll be curious to see how that carries over into the school year, especially when, when, um, you know, things start showing up on scouting reports. So anything else before we uh, hey, sign off here? Other one. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, uh, let me add a couple, you know, Kyle Thomas, a close 
He's a 2022 kid who we played with. We got him at the two. We'll talk about him next week. If Nick is still there. We lost him. He's the, we see him, but he's muffled. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're outside. Good for you. We are. Uh, yeah, Kyle's, right, next, Kyle's next week. Well, I'm just telling, I'm just, Air Force likes his, his court vision, likes him as a point guard. Um, Do they? Well, anyway. Zach, get your read ready. Yep, got it. Got it. All right. Hold on, Nick. Let us get our reads through, and then we'll, we'll shut her down. We'll, we'll close up. Go, to, go, Zach. Box House Sports, leading online graphics solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student-athletes this season. Sign up for a free demo at BoxHouseSports.com. Courts at Indiana podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating and review. Certainly would love a good five-star rating and a, and a nice little review. And if you have any content ideas, please give us a shout at uh, on Twitter, Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND on Twitter. So, Zach or Nick, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got – I liked A.J. Roseman from what I saw of him uh, this summer. Chittard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and so he was he was a kid, you know, to keep an eye on. Wagner, I think, to me, you know, just to kind of come around full circle, I love it. I mean, he he really took a step forward last year, you know, and, and um, he was excellent. So I think he's going to have a great year. I'm a big fan. And um, who was the other? All right. You know, Landon O'Neill at uh, Eastern Hancock. That's everybody the, had on my the, list. The non, the non Spalding brother. Yeah, they they got, yeah, they've got a they've got a nice collection of guards. They're they're playing in the fall league, so I'm looking forward to seeing that group. So we surely missed we surely missed ten people, and we'll hear about it. But oh, we will. That yeah, that that happens. I mean, that look, there's look, we've got twelve kids ranked, and we've got seventeen kids in that kind of next group. I'm spitballing that number, by the way. Seventeen kids in that next group. Um, I you know I think that. I just had a talk today with a parent that for every five kids we list, uh, there's probably two more kids that belong there. And, you know, so if you're looking at what we're looking at, 30 kids that we've got listed in that sort of top couple of groups, um, there's probably there's probably what, 10 or 12 more kids that belong. And it's just it's tough when you make a list because all lists have to end. Stop sleeping, Zach. Stop sleeping. So, oh, sorry, Zach. Any, uh, any, any final thoughts? No, I mean, that's we got some more names out there. I Trey Steinhilber from Boone Grove's pretty solid player. Uh, I mean, we like we could, like we said, we could just walk up and down this list if we wanted to, but yep. Well, um, if you guys listen every week and subscribe, we appreciate it. If you're listening for the first time, we also appreciate you, and hopefully, you'll come back. Nick, appreciate your time. Look forward to having you back on next week. We talk about shooting guards. Okay. And Zach, appreciate it as always. Guys, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Bye.